Come on, this morning, His Name is the highest. His Name is the greatest. King Jesus is higher than any other name. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, King Jesus. Higher than any king, any president, any prime minister, any country. You're higher. You're higher. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Well, it's good to see you at City Church this morning. How's everyone going? Everyone had a good weekend so far? Ready for the hot day today? Who has a pool at home? Come on, boast for a minute. Be that person. Just boast for a minute. I have a pool. Who wishes they had a pool? (laughs) Today is the day for a swim. Well, it's good to see you. It's good to welcome everyone online this morning and watching on YouTube and Facebook. We're so glad you've joined with us. Um, But still better to be in the room. Hey, everyone in the room, say yeah. Yeah. Still better to be here in the room. Well, you guys can take a seat. And I want to um, echo what Ben has already said this morning and welcome Kevin and Ma this morning and um, honouring those two amazing people. And I just want to say to you guys, like spiritual mums and dads to us, and um, don't say that lightly. Actually, in a, in a real godly sense, you guys like mums and dads to us. And uh, we love you. And thank you for your support. And I know for me personally, I wouldn't be the person I am today without these two people. And so thank you. Thank you. Uh, taught us grace. Taught me I can be myself. Don't have to be someone I'm not. And um, I love that. And also Ray Andrews as well. And these guys are up with Ray. And um, really transformed my thinking about myself and about what God thinks about me. And um, what God thinks about you as well. And I'm really passionate about helping others see that too. Because it changed my life. If I was up here five, six years ago, I'd be freaking out. But I just feel like when God has called you and anointed you, and you just find your zone and find your, your lane, and just be you, that God's in that. God's in that zone with you. And I know that's changed my life. And I'm passionate about helping others find that too. And this morning... I'm speaking on the freedom of Christ. And in our prayer meeting this morning, we prayed about the freedom of Christ. And I thought, God, you must be wanting to say something this morning. And yesterday when I was up here and felt really heavily about burdens and about being like enslaved in in things and how God wants to break that off us. That we're not designed to live a Christian life just chained up. We go through things, and, and yes, that's life, but we're not meant to be living chained and enslaved in stuff. And so I think today, what a great moment, and I, I thought it's not a Good Friday, but I feel like it's a Good Friday message like to remind us about the cross, what the power of the cross has done for each and every single one of us. The power of the cross, we have freedom in Christ. I feel that this year we're going to experience breakthroughs like we've never experienced before. This is the year. I believe we'll find freedom. You will find freedom where you've never experienced before. Maybe in mental health. Maybe in some, a healing you need in your body. This is the year, I believe it, that we're going to find freedom. Come on. I love this about Jesus. Let's go have a look at the proclamation that Jesus did in the synagogue in Nazareth where he declared the gospel. For 700 years, the faithful believers of God were waiting for the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. And right there in their midst was the Messiah, 
proclaiming that prophecy in Luke 4, verse 16 to 20. Jesus went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it to the attendant and sat down. Boom, mic drop. That's all he said. The 700 years have been waiting for the Messiah and that's all Jesus said. But right there is everything about Jesus. He's anointed you. He's proclaimed good news to the poor. He's sent freedom for the prisoners, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and to bring sight for the blind, our healing. He's come to set the oppressed free. Right there, that's all he had to say. When he proclaimed the year of the Lord's favour, he used the language of release and redemption and referring to the year of Jubilee, the year the slaves in Israel were released. But Jesus' proclamation was not just a one-off event, but an eternal reality. It is now our reality. It is now here right now. We have that same reality. In Galatians 5.1, it says this, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. It is for freedom that you have been set free. So stand firm and don't let yourselves be burdened again. Amen. So 2024, may it be a year of Jesus' grace, redemption and freedom. Like I said, let's believe it. Let's believe for the shackles to just break off. The sick to be healed, the lost to be saved, the debt ridden to be liberated. Let's believe for that. I love, um, I've read this psalm a lot in this church and I love this psalm, Psalm 103. Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things that he has done for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death. He crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. And my youth is renewed like the eagles. Oh, who wants to be renewed? Their youth. (laughs) Who's believing for that today? Sister Mary, she's taking that. She's believing that. See, to understand this psalm, we have to look at the writer. And that David wrote this psalm. David's life has moments of triumph, tragedy, faith, but also human weakness. David was the son of Jesse. He was anointed to be king by the prophet Samuel. He started as an insignificant shepherd in the father's house. He took down a Goliath with a sling and some stones. David was introduced into Saul's court as a skilled musician to soothe Saul whenever he was afflicted by an evil spirit. King Saul got jealous of David, tried to kill him. David fled Jerusalem, became a fugitive. Saul died and David was welcomed back and anointed the king of Judah. He became king of Israel. He had an affair. He had Uriah murdered. He had two rebellious sons. 
yet he still wrote that psalm. Yet he still wrote. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death. He crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. So maybe if David went through some stuff, but still could proclaim that God is good, maybe we can too. Maybe when we're going through stuff, that's the best time to proclaim how amazing, how awesome our God is. Even when we don't feel like it. You know, we need Jesus more than, more than we actually know. And I know that's true for my life. And I love this in Luke 15, verse 11, the story of the lost son. Jesus said there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got, got together all he had, set off and squandered his wealth and wild living. After he spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This story is like us. Sometimes we don't feel worthy to go to the father. We don't feel worthy to go to Jesus. Yet he's waiting there for us to hug us, to embrace us, to bring us closer to Him. He's waiting. So we need Jesus. So this morning, one thing I'd like to share with you and remind us, and I, when I was writing this, reminded myself that you are forgiven. You are forgiven. There is nothing that you have done, nothing that the grace of Jesus can't forgive. Not one thing. Only the blood of Jesus can wash our sins away and He has done it. So it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't disqualify you from having the love of Jesus. You are so forgiven. 1 John 1 verse 9, But if we freely admit our sins, His light uncovers them. He will be faithful to forgive us every time. God is just to forgive us our sins because of Christ. And He will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we admit our sins to Him and just surrender to Him, He forgives us. He forgives you. There is nothing you have done, nothing, nothing that Jesus can't forgive. Your sin has been forgiven. Matthew 26, 28. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness 
of sins. Psalm 103 verse 12, As far as the east is from the west, so far He has removed our transgressions from us. They're gone. They're done. They're gone. You just need to just get into surrender to Jesus and He will forgive you. I, when I was a kid, I remember um, I did some crazy stuff, mainly in cars and silly things. Luckily, Marty's not here. Where's Marty? <laughs> get in trouble off the policeman in our church. Anyway, I remember one night I laid in bed and I prayed to God. I'm like, God, I'm sorry for all the silly stuff I've been doing. And it felt so awkward. It felt so weird, if I'm being honest. And I remember having this peace come on my, on my heart. And God was just like, I love you. I love you. Doesn't matter what you've done this morning. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Secondly, He's our healer. He is our healer. The Lord can heal spiritually, physically, and He can actually heal your mind. He heals every area of need in your life. John 5 verse 1 says this, Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the sheep gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethsaida, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here are a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. <laughs> Who would like to see a miracle like that today? And it's not a magic trick. It's Jesus, the power of healing that He has for you. The power of healing that He has for you and I. Sometimes I don't understand when God doesn't heal the way we think He does. But then I'm reminded again of just to trust in Him. Trust in Jesus. He's your healer this morning. He can heal your mind. If you've been battling with mental health, He can heal your mind. Let's believe for that. He can heal your bodies. He can heal even your broken finances, your broken marriages and relationships. He can heal that today. He is our healer. The blood on the cross was spilled and He is our healer. He is our healer. Mark 6, 53 to 56. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret and anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognised Jesus. They ran throughout the whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages, towns or the countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them just touch the edge of his cloak and all who touched it were healed. So just reach out to Jesus. Just one touch of his cloak and you're healed. You can find freedom in Christ today through his healing. Who wants to be healed? Who's, who has something here today that you've been believing for healing? Come on, let's believe that God can do this. He's faithful. He's our healer.
We've just got to reach out to him. Reach out and just touch the, the cloak. And number three, he's so good. His goodness. We find freedom in his goodness. Our God is compassionate. He loves you. His grace is on you. Loving kindness, goodness, grace, favor, compassion, steadfast love. No one can replicate the depth of love towards you as Jesus can. You are so loved by him. Psalm 23, 6. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. 1 Chronicles 16, 34. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. God is good because he loves us and wants the best for us. His goodness is demonstrated through his actions towards us. In fact, we see evidence of God's goodness every day if we could look for it. We see it in the sun rising in the morning, in the rain falling from the sky to provide us with water, and in the flowers blooming in our gardens. Everywhere you look, you can see the goodness of God. Open our eyes and see how good He is. We should thank God every gift that we receive from Him and ask Him for what we need. God is a gracious Father giving good gifts to His children. These gifts include healing, protection, peace, joy, strength, wisdom, and many other blessings. God has given us so much than we deserve. He sent Jesus to die on that cross for our sins and raised Him from the dead on the third day. That means we no longer need to fear sin or death. We can live with confidence knowing that God is so, so, so good. We find freedom in His goodness. And I just want to speak about the next thing I'm about the freedom in the cross. The blood of Jesus. You know, Good Friday, I love Good Friday. Good Friday is one of my favourite services of the year when we get to come and have a big communion type service and just remember the cross. Remember what was done for each and every single one of us. I don't know about you, but when 180TC guys and girls come and do their testimony on this platform, and they share their testimony. I, I, love, I love those days we have those 180TC guys and girls here. Because it's just so much about what Jesus is all about. So much. A broken life. Drugs, alcohol, broken families. And yet they find freedom in Christ. And have the guts to get up here in front of people and share about it. A life turned around. A complete 180. So I love when they come because it's a great reminder of the cross and what it's all about. And sometimes we can live our lives and if we're happy and we're safe and we have money and we're comfortable, we forget all about the cross. And what, it, what was done for us on that cross. Jesus, may we never... Never, never, ever forget what you did on that cross for us. May we not take it for granted, Jesus. Today, as we're here in this room and just remembered what you did through communion, may we just remember that cross and what you did for us to set us free. 
We're no longer in bondage. We're no longer in chains. Today we've been set free by the blood of Jesus that was spilled on that cross for each and every single one of us. No matter our our ethnicity or where we were born or where we grew up, it doesn't matter. You did it for every single one of us. Psalm 103 in the message, verse 1 and 2. Oh, my soul, bless God. Now, bless and blessing is mentioned in the Old Testament 418 times. Bless or, bless or blessing has normally been mostly understood in terms of benefits. Oh, he's blessed me. It's prosperity, it's power, it's possessions. God has blessed me with this. God has blessed me with this. And it is that too. But in the Old Testament, the Hebrew definition is barak, which means to kneel. So in the Old Testament, bless was not what I get, it's what I give to God. It's my surrender to Him. It means to kneel down. So maybe we need as Christians and it's easy when we're not having needs so prevalent sometimes. We've got everything we think we have. But the real blessing is in the kneel. The real blessing is in the surrender to Jesus. Not what we get out of it. Not the houses, the cars, the stuff, the money, the career. The real blessing in this life is when we surrender to Jesus on our knees. We find our real true blessing there. I will bless the Lord, which means I'll kneel down and worship Him. Oh, my soul, bless the Lord. We find true freedom in Christ when we surrender at the foot of the cross. That's where we find true freedom. And this year, as we kick off 2024, May those things like the chains breaking, the healings you're believing for, may we see them this year, but we're only going to find them when we surrender at the cross. It's not a magic trick. We put our hand up and say, God, do this for me. No, 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 no. It's in the surrender. It's in the worship. It's at the foot of Jesus that we find the blessing. Maybe we've had it all around the wrong way for so long. I became a Christian because of what I get out of it. But maybe God just wants us to surrender to Him. Jesus. Our freedom is found in surrender. Galatians 5.1 is for freedom. That Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. True freedom is found in Christ and Christ alone, nothing else. Nothing else. So, our prayer today is we would find freedom. Our minds would be healed. Our minds would be opened up to freedom again. Our hearts would be set free. So come on, why don't we stand, church? We're going to worship for a bit. And I really feel like if you want to find freedom today, why don't you come down the front? 
Let's have an old school altar call. (laughs) Why don't we find freedom in Jesus this morning? If you've been in bondage, if you've been in chains, if if you've been stuck in the sin, know that He has set you free this morning. He's here to bring new life. Romans 10 verse 9, If you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will experience salvation. It doesn't say you might. It says you will experience salvation. So come on, let's worship this morning. And why don't you come down the front if you want to find freedom in Christ today. You might not have even given your life to Jesus yet. Today is the day you can find salvation in Jesus. So come on, why don't we lift our hands. Let's just worship Jesus, King Jesus. Almighty God.
Jesus, we're reminded again that our true freedom is only found in You. That when we surrender to You, King Jesus, at the foot of the cross, we find healing, we find forgiveness from sin, we find salvation. So may we be a people that has a kneel, that chooses to bless You, God, with our surrender. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Jesus. I don't know if there's anyone here who doesn't know Jesus. I'd love to give you an opportunity this morning that if you want to give your heart to, to Jesus this morning, that all you've got to do is what we've been talking about, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you will find salvation. So with every head bowed, let's pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm here today surrendering to you. I give you my heart. I give you all that I am. I worship you, Jesus. Amen. 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 If you pray that for the first time, we'd love to, to talk it out. And you can talk to one of our pastors. And if anyone else wants prayer this morning, why don't you come down the front? The altar's open. We've got time. There's no rush. Come down the front. We'd love to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. As the team keeps singing.